They're just like yelling at each other. It's like a whole thing. It's very much the fight of the fruit salads. Hello! Welcome to the Dragging It Out podcast, a RuPaul's Drag Race review show starting from the very beginning of the franchise that's been a trailblazer in LGBTQ plus entertainment and media as a whole. I'm your host, Logan Lamaster, comedian, podcaster, drag race fan, and a gay micro-influencer with two fans. This podcast is dedicated to re-watching and reviewing the show that we all love and reflecting on how far it's come in over 15 years. And I just wanted to give a quick thank you all to everyone who listened to the first episode for the pilot for Drag on a Dime. Um, that meant a lot to me. Uh, it's really cool to see that a lot of people were excited about what I was doing, and it's cool that I have listeners that are really into it. I've gotten a lot of feedback already, so it's really cool going into uh, the second episode and just trying to get better with time. And it's fun to be able to give you guys good details on these episodes, and it's fun for me to rewatch them as well. So we're going to continue on with our season one rewatch party with episode two of season one, The Girl Group Challenge. All right, so this episode originally aired on February 9th, 2009, uh, and the synopsis for the episode was, Wigs fly when the contestants split up into two rival girl groups, something guest judge Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child would know plenty about. Can the girls impress RuPaul with their lip-syncing skills? What I think is really interesting about this girl group challenge for it being the second episode is also the fact that it's not an original song. Like now it is always like an original song, a remix or some type of theming. Uh, but for this one, it's kind of going to be like a Destiny's Child uh, thing. And we'll hear more about that later. But we're going to hop into the episode first. Um, So the first thing I noticed that was wild to me when I was watching the episode is that they used to show them in their hotel rooms getting ready to go to the workroom. Like they would show all the contestants in their hotels getting ready and like brushing their teeth and like doing that stuff. And I personally, for me, I would hate that so much. Just the idea of like, can you imagine the first thing you wake up in the morning you do is like have to brush your teeth in front of a bunch of camera people and just like be so groggy and tired. Like I know it takes me like three hours just to kind of fully like wake up and realize where I am. Uh, so it's just really interesting to me. I feel like some of them definitely had to have gotten up beforehand, like before the call times, because it's like... Oh, I, I'm not letting people see me like this. I'm going to be on, like, national television. That's not happening. Which kind of leads me to, like, the other point of, like, they never do that anymore. It seems like the hotel portion was basically supposed to kind of be about, like, the elimination of last week. Uh, we don't see, really, you know, them coming back in the workroom. Because new drag race standard is once the person goes home, they do the mirror message. And then they like walk in. So we see the aftermath of the last episode first in the next episode. That doesn't happen here. So I feel like this is like a placeholder for that. But then I also feel like at the same time, one of the things they were doing with that was the whole idea of um, they don't want to go in there and figure out like what hotel rooms they're staying at or what hotel it is or kind of show into their personal lives a lot. Um, Cause for the first season, I'm sure it's like fine. Cause you know, no one really knew about the show yet and they were like trying new things out, but that is something I don't think they'd really show in newer seasons. Like, especially when um, in season 14, when cornbread got disqualified, we kind of didn't get to see a lot of what was happening in between that. So it's definitely something they don't do anymore for reasons like that with being in the hotel and doing those things. I also think it comes from a place of um, 
there's not enough time for them to go in and do like a little hotel segment anyway, because Drag Race, even in the 40-minute format or the hour-long format, there's just so much storyline to get through, it's unnecessary. So it's not something we really see. We always stay contained, usually into the Drag Race workroom. So I think it's kind of interesting that the first few um, original seasons of Drag Race, like the one through three dynasty um, eras of the show, because that's something we'll get into as well, is that Drag Race kind of has different eras, and seasons one through three have a completely different tone in comparison to thinking about seasons like four through six. Uh, and we'll talk more about that later as well, but it's just definitely something that would only happen in the original era of Drag Race, this uh, OG kind of, we're testing the waters and seeing what's happening. All right, so we do finally get back into the workroom with everybody. Zakasha is very confident in herself after sending Pork Chop home and just very, oh, I'm a lip syncer, I'm a performer, I can do this. Kind of funny to see that like drag race standard come out already because that's a very common thing they tend to do on the show is the whole, I'm a performer. If I have to lip sync every week, I will do so to get to the finale. So it's kind of cool to see like Akasha being like, I won the first ever lip sync of drag race. Which is a really cool feat when you think about it. So I would be a little confident. Um, the only other thing I kind of noticed is that they were showing Jade being shady in the confessionals. Like kind of shading Akasha and like the other girls. So I thought it was kind of interesting to see that. Because we haven't really gotten a lot of screen time with Jade. And we don't get much with her either this episode. So it's kind of interesting to see them try to figure out what storyline are we going to like throw out here um, for her. But that's all I could really see that was going on in that moment. All right, so RuPaul walks in and announces what the mini challenge is. And the mini challenge is going to be to act out certain emotions and take pictures of themselves with a digital camera. So basically, it's a selfie challenge. They have a camera, they have to literally, it's so funny because it feels so 2008 slash 2009. They have to like take the camera, um, and hold it up to take like a selfie of themselves, which is just so fun. Um, just to see if just like, oh yeah, this show's been on for quite a minute. Like it, it, it's just, it's so funny to see, let alone them having, uh, digital materials in there. I don't know. It was just really fun. Um, one of the things that was so funny about this mini challenge of, um, the way everyone is so focused to hear what category RuPaul is going to say next is so funny. Like, you can see BB, like, having her shoulders up in stress, like, oh my god, this is, this is, this is so important. I need to look at RuPaul. I need to do this. Like, I need to make sure I get the right face. It's just, like, so funny. They want that, like, 20-some grand extremely bad and they are ready to like die for it just to take some silly selfies which I just I love a lot <laughs> it's just really funny okay and as for the selfies I don't really have a lot to say about them um in this moment I do think there's some really funny ones in here like you have BB Zahara Benet for sad news Cher just announced that she's retiring for real and BB's face is kind of like huh? What? And then Akasha just has this like wide happy face like, yay, she's retiring. Like it's just so clever of her. I cannot believe Akasha is a comedy queen. Look at that. She can be funny and fashion. Wow. I, I look up to her so much. Um, yeah, that's kind of like the standouts for me. And then Angina kind of gives really good face with it too. And we'll see why I'm talking about both of them as well in the idea of like why I'm bringing them up as well. But Angina kind of just has like big eyes with like these big old glasses. And it's just, it's really fun to look at. Like uh, you can tell Angina's having a silly little time with it. And it's it's very fun. I, I think this would have been a really fun challenge to do. And I feel like it kind of breaks the tension of the room as well. Which I never really realized before that many challenges kind of are probably to kind of break the tension up of like, okay, RuPaul's in the room. It's a new day. We're doing some stuff instead of going right into the maxi challenge. um, It's obviously to definitely like fill up screen time as well. But mini challenges are really fun. They're an easy way to slip you into the episode. And I, I don't know, I'm really into that format sometimes. Um, 
This also reminds me of the photo bombing mini challenges they do now on the current season. Um, it's just really, really funny um, to see, again, that elevating of cheaper ideas as the seasons go by. They had a strong foundation because, yes, maybe they didn't think they were going to keep doing this like selfie challenge. Um, I'm not sure if it even really comes back again in the second season. We'll see when we get there. But it's kind of just really funny because it's like, oh... This reminds me of the photo bombing challenge, how they have to sit in front of a green screen and like be silly and do those things. It's just wild that like in the first two episodes of this very first season, you see all of these core ideas coming back, which is just really, really cool. All right. So the mini challenge winners are Angina and Akasha, which is why I talked about them. I think Akasha for sure took it for me if there had to be only one winner. Um, of this, if there had to only be one mini challenge winner, uh, um, Akasha took it for me. Akasha took it for me. Um, and Angina did really well, too. I think they're trying to give Angina, like, a good storyline of maybe being an early frontrunner, um, which we tend to see. And when I was watching this, you could tell these two winning, Angina and Akasha, was very much going to tell a storyline of one of them is going to be in the bottom two and one is going to be like a top like, winner placement. That's something that always comes up in the drag formula is the whole idea of, oh, the winner of the mini challenges is always usually a maxi challenge winner or the person to go home. We see that happen quite often on Drag Race. So it's very much telling even in this i was like okay this is being set up for us to care about these two people during this episode why is that um it's just interesting to see that production aspect already happening in the second episode i don't know it's just it's really funny that the drag race producers um maybe not necessarily meddling but trying to get the storylines they want all the way back in season one like they were like not ready to do you know throwing whatever at the wall but then at the same time, I think they did the best out of the mini challenge. So it's really hard to say. Is it fun storyline coincidence or is it not? That That's a big question that comes onto the show. And that's what we're here to kind of figure out. But either way, um, these two, we're keeping an eye on. Angina and Akasha, one of them is going to win the challenge or be in the top. The other person is going to be like in the bottom. They're going to have like a full fall from grace. And I find that really interesting because the mini challenge prize is that both of them get to select their groups as team captains. So they get to pick who they want for their girl groups, um, which I think is just so interesting. It's like, okay, so now we're doing a girl group mini challenge where we'll be lip syncing to Destiny's Child. And now they have to pick the people they want on their team and then Angina and Akasha both have to pick the roles that each person must do of the girl group challenge, which includes choreography, hair, makeup, and costume, which I think is just such tea that they got them for this. It's like, of course. I think this would be a fun concept to bring back on other seasons. Not the picking of the girl groups, because we do that already. But now for the most part, it's kind of like, Oh, draw, draw names out of a hat, uh, go skiing in the Alps, and the first person to get to the bottom gets to pick the second to last person to be on the team. And it's like, what is happening? Um, but I do think it'd be super fun to have them do a thing again where they help each other out. Well, one person is on hair, one person is on makeup, one is doing costumes and choreography. Like, I think that's a really cool idea. I don't know if standard drag race would do that anymore because they more care about how good something overall looks. And I don't know if they fully trust their competitors to be able to fully do that. I mean, we see that even with like the current Rusicals and girl group challenges, they get a lot more time to do some stuff. So I'm not completely sure, but I would love to see on a current season them do something like this again. All right. And of course, Tammy Brown is the last person to be picked. And she has a confessional moment where she says, people don't know how to judge my character. So it's showing already that Tammy Brown is kind of considered an outcast queen, kind of more of the kookier side of things. And they kind of don't see her maybe as a front runner or maybe want to have her 
during this. Um, but they are definitely setting up for us to really care about Tammy Brown as well. So now we have three people they're showing we need to care about, which is Tammy Brown, Akasha, and Angina. And Tammy Brown definitely is getting this idea as well of when usually when we're getting a lot of focus on a person, they're usually the winner or they're usually going home. That's usually how the drag race edit kind of works. So out of those three, we kind of know like a standard that's kind of beginning to be made here. And I think it's very interesting to see those foundations coming through with that storytelling. Um, it's just interesting to see how much of a character Tammy Brown is in only the second episode as well. So it's really interesting. She's like, none of these girls like me. I'm like, it's like the third day there, maybe at best. It's like the third day of them being on set. And they're just like, ugh, this Tammy girl, I don't know about her. Like, leave my golden girl alone. <laughs> All right, so RuPaul does announce that the girl group challenge will be a Destiny's Child girl group battle where they're going to have to lip sync to two Destiny's Child songs. And RuPaul is going to let them fight over which girl group gets what song. Um, it's, it's just so funny that it's the second episode and RuPaul wants blood. She wants drama. She wants fighting. Like, RuPaul woke up on the very first day of RuPaul's Drag Race and said, I'm going to choose violence. And I just find that so funny to me that RuPaul has always been this chaotic person. Um, it's just, it's so funny of just being like, okay, here's two iconic Destiny's Child songs. And now you guys have to uh, figure it out. Like, that's so, that's like gay Hunger Games level of thinking. And it's just, it's so funny to me. Um, both of the songs being Destiny Child songs is an absolute slay. The two songs they have are Say My Name and Independent Woman. Those are two really, really awesome songs by Destiny's Child. If it were me, I'd probably want Say My Name. Like, I would have so much fun with that. Get me on, get me on Drag Race. I, I, I won't know how to do much of this stuff, but I will get in there and I will give you a lip sync to Say My Name and, and you will not forget it. Um, so whenever they both have to decide between the pieces of paper, RuPaul leaves both of the papers down on the table. And as soon as she leaves, all the girls start running to try to get it. And then Akasha starts fighting off on Gina. And it's, it's really interesting because we just talked again about them being the mini challenge winners and kind of setting up this rivalry of, well, we both won the challenge, but now we're on opposing girl groups. And you kind of see that. And in the confessional, they say that Akasha is mean, like sh plain and simple, clearest cut villain edit that they're giving her. Like Akasha is mean is such a simple sentence, but it's effective to the audience. It, they would never say those exact words on Drag Race now of just like, this person is mean. Like they would do a little bit more to make their character relevant. But you see the beginning of a villain edit, which... Um, to no surprise, I believe to a lot of people, um, Akasha is basically one of the first drag race villains of the show. And it's kind of really, really interesting to see her have that status because of what she's been doing. It, like Akasha being the first villain edit of the drag race universe is wild beyond recognition. All right. So the girl group teams are first team we have is serving fish. Maybe they're going to Red Lobster. Who knows? Um, God, I'm so dumb. So Angina's team, Serving Fish, has the song Say My Name, and Angina will be doing choreography. Nina Flowers will be doing hair, which is a great choice because we literally talked last episode about how amazing Nina Flowers' wigs were. So it's just, it's really cool to see something I kind of recognized last episode coming into fruition here of like, oh, yeah, Nina does really good hair. Let's get her on hair. Um, the makeup will be done by Chanel, which is also an excellent choice because Chanel has a glamorous mug. So that's going to be really fun to see. Um, and then the costumes are going to be done by Rebecca Glasscock. And we will see how that goes out. I'm not saying that there's a lot here, but um, it's it's quite funny to see that kind of happening as well of just, oh, okay, Rebecca Glasscock's doing the costumes. Um, 
I don't know. It's quite interesting. However, uh, Serving Fish definitely has a very strong foundation for a team. I think Angina did a great job assigning the roles of who need to be doing what and when and where. And I just think uh, she's setting herself up really well here. She's very intelligent for knowing who was on her team and what they could accomplish. All right. So Akash's team is Team 3D. Um, and they will be doing Independent Woman. And choreography will be done by Jade. Hair will be done by BB. Makeup by Akasha. Costuming by Tammy Brown. That That is wild that they got Tammy Brown to do the costuming. I, I do think she gave a really fun regal look in the first episode. But kind of Tammy's drag character I don't think necessarily translates to girl group necessarily so I think it's just kind of interesting like they kind of didn't want Tammy Brown and we see that before so it's kind of like Akasha was like oh well I guess I'll like give it to you I guess if I had to flip it I feel like I'd want Akasha to have costumes and then Tammy do makeup because Tammy seemed to have a pretty good paint or give her hair I don't know just something that's not costuming like I think Akasha could have done really well doing the costuming for this group especially how we talked before how she does have this kind of model like flair to her and she had a really cute outfit even though it was very uh streetwear mall shopper looking it was still really really good so I don't know I'm really surprised Akasha went in this direction and we kind of we'll see why that's kind of interesting as well for Akasha to pick herself to do makeup as well once we get more into the episode. One of the things I definitely noticed when Angina was assigning the roles is that she got other people to do hair and makeup so she can transform herself to look more like a woman when she does drag, because that was her critique in the last episode that they wanted to see more of a uh, woman illusion out of her. And that's very smart and strategic. She got really good people to help her do that. And she's like, oh, I was told that my makeup and my hair when I do wear hair is kind of like not it's giving boy so I need to find a way to impress the judges and show them more to me with that and I think putting Chanel in charge of makeup was even more smart and like there's such a good head on the shoulders with this team and you kind of see this edit already being made of that uh Angina's team serving fish is much better at the competition already than what 3D is doing because they have a confessional moment of they say no sabotage we're working together that's kind of showing you know they're pulling their places away from being competitors into working together for this challenge and I think it's just very interesting that they wanted us to know that this team likes each other and that there was going to be no sabotage um, and then clear as day, we cut over to Akasha bossing everyone around about who is doing what, and they're fighting about it, just like, well, you need to do this, and I, like, no matter what, you are doing this, like, I don't care. Um, it's kind of funny um, that Tammy Brown is kind of third-wheeling with these girls, and she's just, like, storming through them, like, she's just kind of, like, doing bits and like trying to be included and like it's just not working and then Akasha just left because she was getting so frustrated with like BB over like the fight they were having about who was doing what and BB was like I'm not doing hair and it was just it was so funny like Akasha like it's so unserious like Akasha just walked off set and it's just so like undramatic I'm like what what is happening right now um, it's just, it's, it's so silly to see. And I just, I, I, I could not believe the drama that I was seeing happening on my TV screen. in like the first 10 minutes of this episode, these episodes are very like, like these contestants know they're on television and they're doing a smart job with it. And I think that's really, really exciting to see. All right. So the pit crew just casually brings in supplies and they slowly start to fight over them. It's like no one told them if they can go yet. It was so funny. Like the, the pit crew kind of just slowly walks in, drops off all their like hair, costumes, uh, makeup, like all the supplies they need to do well in this challenge. But they're so like 
simple and slow about it. And then they're all just like slowly running towards it because they want to be competitive. But they were kind of almost like, what? What's happening? Like, did a producer not tell them they could go for it? Did like, like what happened here? It was just, it was really funny to see just this like awkwardness in the workroom in season one of just like, uh, like, can, can we go? Can we not? It was, it was just really, really funny. One of the things I noticed is that Chanel has great creative direction and vision. She kind of knows what she wants to do for the group and what she wants to do for the makeup. Um, all these like different things. And it's interesting that it's taken as arrogancy because her ideas, she just kind of sounded passionate. She was like, Oh, we could try this. We can do that. And people were kind of just like, Oh, she's being arrogant. It kind of just seems like she just enjoys drag and like being there in the challenge and wants to do it. And I can see how that can come off as bossy because she is only in one unit. She can't control the other units. But I just think it's interesting that they try to give Chanel this delusion edit of just like, oh, well, you you do like all these things and you're not as like good as you think. I think Chanel is not trying to be insanely over the top. I think Chanel knows she's good, but she's not a jerk either. So I just thought it was interesting. Um, however, I do think Nina's, Nina Flowers' voice is really important because she kind of stands her ground about what the hair is going to be. And Nina does have some great hair. So I do see those points of views because Chanel also had some good hair. Um, except for a certain episode we're coming up to, which we'll see. You guys will see. Um, if you know, you know. Um, and it's just kind of interesting that Nina did speak up for herself and was having that moment. All right, and then we get a fight between Bibi Zahara Benet and Tammy Brown, and they are fighting over if they're going to be wearing capes or not. It's very, no capes! Like, it's so funny um, to see. Uh, I hashtag this cape gate. The first ever gate of RuPaul's Drag Race was between <laughs> Bibi versus Tammy Brown. If, if there was another gate I should have maybe seen, let me know. But it was a big drama about if they were going to be wearing capes or not. And Akasha kind of puts her foot down and is kind of like, we're not doing this, we're not doing that, um, you're doing this, you're doing that, like, just very taking control of the group, kind of making the decisions for everybody, where it's really interesting that we see in the edit Chanel wanting to put her vision into other people. And Nina standing her ground. And now we have Akasha who is in charge of everybody and kind of picking when and where things will happen. Um, and we get a confessional with Tammy Brown, which I think is one of my favorite lines from the season is she just goes, Akasha is in charge of the group. She's Beyonce. <laughs> like, it's so funny to like hear her say that. It's so simple, but it's just so Tammy Brown of just, oh, Akasha thinks she's Beyonce, and it's like the Destiny's Child girl group thing. It's just so funny and pop culture relevant. I don't know what it was about that line that took me out, but Tammy's just so eccentric. And we do get a moment with Chanel where she goes, I have a great opportunity to win this. Yes, I do. Like, Chanel thinks she might be able to win this girl group challenge. And it's kind of foreshadowing the fact that they're going to be crushing at her psyche by not giving her a challenge win. And it's just, it's really, really funny to see that. Because like we talked about in the first episode, I think Chanel should have been in the top for what she did. And then she wasn't. Um, let alone winning the challenge. So it's kind of cool for them to see, like, as a viewer, you're like, oh, maybe they'll give her a win for this because we had that moment. No, they just decide to choose more violence with Chanel. And we'll see that a little bit when we get onto the main stage. Uh, so one of the funniest parts with uh, Kasha's group with 3D is the fact that She's telling them what makeup needs to be done because it's her department, but she's not drawing the contour or the highlight or what the full face should look like for them, which is an oversight to say the least. I wouldn't have caught that on a first glance, but I just thought it was funny. Um, I believe it was Jade brought that to everyone's attention of like, Akash is not telling us what we need to do with our makeup. So it's like not going to be super defined because they have to follow the makeup that they're picking. So if they don't give them that drag look, it's going to be like, well, wh where do we go from here? Which I think is just so funny and telling of like Akasha in this season and kind of like where she's going with this villain edit of kind of 
like, oh, I do think I'm hot shit. However, I'm not fully getting there. So yeah, the first girl group challenge really set the standard of how the episodes go on from now on. Season one had a great formula from the rest of the season. So we get like, you know, announcement that's the girl group challenge. We get two people picked as team captains through either mini challenge or winner of the last week while with the winner of the lip sync from last week as well. They kind of always have that, that formula kind of uh, set into place. And I just think that's really, really interesting to see. So yeah, we get out onto the main stage and we see 3D rehearsing um, for the challenge. And we spend a lot of time with them out there during the challenge. Um, and you can tell that this episode is very Tammy Brown versus the world. Like Tammy is having a hard time with, you know, all of them with the choreography, just everything in the episode. Like they are beating down on my girl, Tammy Brown. And it is uh, her versus the world. That is for sure. And then Jade and Akasha start fighting with like the choreography and they're just like yelling at each other. It's like a whole thing. It's very much the fight of the fruit salads, to say the least. Um, so then we do cut back to the workroom and we see Chanel is making some fair points about the creative vision of the girl group. Uh, the edit makes it really hard to see who's going to be on top or bottom due to how much stress each group is going through. Even though it feels like it's telling that Angina's going to win, like they're kind of setting up this um, moment that's really, really cool with Angina of just her being very... Uh, almost congenial and trying to have like good moments with the girls in this episode and like doing her best. But it, it's a lot of anxiety for both groups because we do see serving fish fight and then we do see 3D fighting. So this edit, I feel like does a really good job of getting us to care about certain contestants and characters in this moment without fully telling us who's winning or how they're winning. Like it's very possible, you know, Chanel could still be in the bottom for whatever reason, whatever storyline they want to progress there. So I think they did a really intelligent job of trying to get the best storyline out of this because it's also organic. Like these people have never been on the show before. And while it is reality TV is a little bit more, they have more room to play and be ambiguous. And when can, when drag race can be ambiguous about a winner and a bottom placement, but still give a good storyline is where they like draw me in for sure. Um, so BB needs help with the wigs and Akasha goes, girl, put a wig head on the wigs. That's what they're there for. Instead of just like helping BB with the wig by wearing it. It's just like so funny to me because yeah, I could see why BB would want Akasha to wear it so she can kind of see a little bit of what's going on there. There's just a lot of heat in this episode. A whole lot of heat. So RuPaul comes around and starts talking to all the girls about how they're doing and what's going on. You can tell Angina has a good moment with RuPaul here because RuPaul is being taught the choreography that Angina created for the girl group. And I just think that's really, really cute. You can tell RuPaul loves drag. And you can also tell um that RuPaul loves Angina. I think it's very clear in this episode by having her spend time with her and doing those things. Like that's just it's a really sweet moment and it does set up Angina for a win, kind of setting up that relationship between her and the host of the competition show. But it also just serves as like a really fun moment as well. So I it was really enjoyable to see RuPaul kind of being one-on-one -on -one with like her peers and the people in the competition. One of the th things I find super funny about this one as well is RuPaul asking questions to the certain queens. Like the camera crew didn't tell her what was happening the entire time. Like RuPaul being like, oh, I heard that there's been some fighting between Akasha and BB or Tammy Brown's been feeling left out or Chanel's been overbearing. Like it's just so funny of just RuPaul being like, oh, well, is this thing happening? Oh, why is that thing happening? That's so upsetting. Like the camera crew and the producers didn't tell her or even had like an earpiece and letting her know what was going on. Well, I don't even know if they would have had the budget for an earpiece for her in the workroom, but I know she keeps one on her. Um, but for season one, I'm not sure, but she definitely did her homework and her research to be like, how can I cause the most drama when I go in to check on these queens? And it's just, it's really funny that RuPaul said, I'm going to make excellent TV and I will cause 
the fights of the century. And it's just, it's it's so funny to watch, see like her enjoying herself in the world of Wonder Basement, trying to get a good time out of it. So RuPaul announces to the rest of the contestants in the workroom that she has a special guest for them. And the person who walks into the room is Michelle Williams herself from Destiny's Child, which I think is so freaking cool that it's the second episode and they got Michelle Williams for this. Uh, I feel like you can tell that uh, her and RuPaul are really good friends to have her come and do this. And I think it's really cool to see a very popular person or a pop star kind of uh, come in and blaze a trail for like, blaze a trail for like queer allyship, let alone in 2008, 2009 era of the world. Like, I just thought that was really, really cool um, that they had her come in. And I love how casual it was that she walked into the workroom. Like, she was just kind of like, hey hi, I'm here in the world of Wonder Basement. What's going on? And you could tell they were all freaking out and like super excited about this Um, because they feel like they all grew up with Destiny's Child as well. So they were like super ready to like have that moment. Um, And it's so funny that everyone in the cast got to meet Michelle Williams, but pork chop. Like they said, all right, we sent home the first person. Now we can bring in this celebrity and she can meet uh, everyone else but poor chop. Like, that's so funny to me. Okay, so now we get to see Angina and the rest of her group go and rehearse for the girl group challenge. And Angina really rushed through the choreography with the other queens. Like, we barely got to see them rehearse while we saw Akasha's group for quite a while. Um, It was kind of really interesting to see like how little time we actually got with them compared to the other group. So it feels like they're definitely trying to hide stuff from us, whether that's good or bad. I'm leaning more towards the good side because we did see a lot of Akashas and it was not great. Um, But then we get a couple of moments like with uh, 3D fighting yet again while serving Vicious out doing the rehearsals. And BB clears Akasha by saying just because she's team leader doesn't mean she gets to pick the name is so funny to me. Like, it's just very much like, okay, just because you're team leader doesn't mean you get to make all the decisions. Like, that's so funny. Um, And Tammy ends up calling them the golden holes, which is insane. It is. That's an insane name. Golden holes. Um, but it's also a great name. I feel like that's a name they would use for a girl group in the future. I mean, if I was ever on Drag Race or if there's anyone listening who will be on Drag Race for whatever reason, if you have the power to name your girl group, please do this for Tammy Brown and call it the Golden Holes because that would be a A-plus reference and I would probably even forget it and I rewatched the episode and told you to do it. So please, <laughs> the Golden Holes... Sounds like Cheerios or like a cereal brand, like the Golden Holes, part of a, the Golden Holes, part of a nutritious breakfast. Ugh, I did not like that. Um, So Akasha ends up saying like something along the lines of she never gets what Tammy is saying. And I feel so seen as Tammy, like Akasha being like, I never know what Tammy is saying ever is so me in every capacity. So I, I feel for her. And then we get a confessional moment with Tammy Brown where she goes, I'm on planet nine and they're on planet three. <laughs> um, come on, Teletubby, teleport us to Mars. Um, and Tammy Brown also has a moment where she says, I don't like this edge of competing and I don't like being here. Um, kind of showing the idea that Tammy Brown is probably going home this episode um, or being in the bottom at least because she's the cracking of competing is already getting to her and she doesn't like being in this environment and it's already only the second episode and she's feeling all this pressure with it so I can't imagine what's going through her head and yeah like you never know if you're going to be ready to compete until you get there especially for it being the first episode it's kind of interesting to see this idea of like people quitting or wanting to leave the competition already in the second episode of the show, because I feel like they talk a lot in newer seasons of Drag Race about how people quit sometimes and leave the competition for their mental health, which is extremely valid. 
Uh, but it, it's so interesting to see that it already happening in the very first season because they make it seem like it's a very new thing. And a lot of fans, uh, wrong fans, to be honest, um, tend to think that it's bad for them to leave the competition for their mental health. And they think it's just like a new fad or like trend or something. But you can already see like with Tammy Brown, she was already like feeling some kind of way about it. And again, not to be Team Chanel, but during their rehearsal, Chanel is made to seem super bossy in the edit. But I truly think she was just doing her best and trying to help her team. Like, they underappreciated Chanel for sure during Drag Race and during this uh, season. Like, they underutilized her for this edit, given the talent that she does have. And I just, I just think that's so interesting to me. Um, to see that when they could have utilized her for a better resource than to make her seem bossy or annoying when she's just trying to help her team and she's happy to be there. Um, considering that she helped on Gina with her makeup, um, and just all these things. Like, uh, Chanel did not want to see her team suffer. So I think it's interesting to see, like, people kind of hating more than loving on her, but I enjoy her a lot. All right, so we move on to the runway, and we begin our girl group challenge. And we have, first up, we have Serving Fish on Gina's team with their rendition of Say My Name by Destiny's Child. Uh, first thing I want to talk about here is the looks that they have, and I'll start with Angina. Angina looks really, really pretty here. Um... Her hair looks amazing. Nina did a really good job on it. Like, I love the kind of messy look it has with it. Angina looks really good in, like, a brown brunette hair. And the gold hoop earrings with the eyeshadow, too, and the eyebrows and the lips. Angina looks absolutely beautiful. A simple face like this is very um strong on Angina. And I can't necessarily figure out why that is but I think it has to do with like the contouring Chanel was talking about because I remember Angina was struggling with some of the contour and the highlight of the drag that she was wearing and Chanel said she would help her and I think Chanel may have helped here but Angina's face here looks just so well put together and it looks clean it looks really nice um as far as the outfit goes I gotta say um and I'll talk about it in each person in this group is I do not really love the outfits I hate it's like this silver with lime yellow is that even a thing like a lime yellow like it looks lime green but it's yellowy like highlighter yellow I, I don't know what was going on here I can't tell if the filter and the lights kind of made it look a lot more grotesque or what was wrong but I hate these outfits it was not giving me girl group per se um, it was giving me more like um, Lucy uh, Laduca goes and performs as Dolly Parton, but she was told last minute it's like a, I don't know, like a EDM festival. I don't know. It's so weird to look at. It's just holographic, but it's not. There's just there's a lot going on here. Um, but Angina looks really good, so I'll give her that. I will give her that. Rebecca Glasscock. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Her face is absolutely gorgeous. Like her mug is so perfectly captured and it look it looks beautiful with like the earrings and the big hair. She I think she has one of the biggest hairs there. It's like this high volume blonde with like bangs and curls. Like Nina really did a good job on the hair for her team. And it really shows here. I really love what Rebecca has on too. Um, okay, I take that back. I love the shape of what Rebecca Glasscock is wearing. I hate the color because again, it's like the silver with the lime green kind of moment on it. It looks like someone took yellow paint and like threw it on her dress and she was like, oh no, my dress. Um, and it just, woof. It's, it's, it is something to look at. And then we have Chanel. Chanel looks super pretty as well. I do like the construction of this garment, but again, the yellow on it is just kind of weird. Okay, so looking more at the details, like if I really put my face up to the screen that I have here, the little yellow points on the silver 
are stars, but they look like lime green. They look like lime green stars on a silver dress. If you can imagine what that color combo looks like. Um, thank you for Chanel for showing me that. Um, Chanel has the biggest earrings. Um, I'm not really crazy about them. I think if she would have done a hoop or maybe something different, it could have looked cool. But Chanel has always looks uh, really, really good in the face. She did a great job on the makeup for all of her teammates. And they all look like they have a cohesive kind of makeup story that is really bringing this together. The costumes just really... Um, they flopped for me. The, the costumes really flopped. And that is upsetting, uh, to say the least. So... Rebecca, babe, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to do a little better for me. Pretty please. And the last person in that group with their outfit is Nina Flowers. Nina's hair looks really, really good. Um, I don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over again. The hair looks great. Uh, with the brown, the lips look really good. Like she looks really, really pretty. Um, and a really good, uh, contour line between everything. But as always, I hate, 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 hate these outfits. The lime green again with the silver. It's like crazy because she has like these long sleeves on, but it's like a skirt, but it's also like a top. And I, I just, I don't know what's happening here. The, the story is not there with this look. Um, the girl group, like vision. I just, I don't see it for them here, unfortunately. All right. And during the performance of Serving Fish, uh, we get a little cut of Chanel saying, in my mind, I've already won, which is already like set up for that she's not winning. I feel like, like before it was a little more clear, like, oh yeah, like she, she may have a chance at this. They're giving her no chance of having her say in her mind she thinks that she won. Don't tell them that. If you want to win, don't tell them how bad they want to win. Um, so the group's choreography feels completely off and it's super slow for some reason. Like it feels like they almost didn't fully know the counts or what was supposed to be happening here. Like it feels all over the place. And the song is just so jarring in comparison to what they're wearing like it's if like lucy laduca was dolly parton and then she had to sing destiny's child it's like what is happening here these looks don't fit this hair doesn't fit like so much of this does not fit i feel like if it was a country girl group challenge they could have taken it but for destiny's child what are you doing the cohesion here is not here um, so all of them are just kind of doing mid in comparison. I think Rebecca Glasscock was fine. Um, Nina Flowers was doing extremely bad during this performance. She was missing like all of the lip sync and like the choreography. Um, but for winning the challenge last week, she has invincibility from elimination. So she can't be put up in the bottom two, um, which is lucky for her. Uh, one of the biggest things, though, I noticed is that Chanel did really good, but Angina really knows how to perform. I think she really killed this challenge. She really shined out of the four, which I love and kind of makes me remember why I liked Angina so much because of this alternative drag look she was doing. And it's the second episode and she's doing this beautiful dolled up moment. And then we get her being a well-seasoned performer. Like, I think she was really on point for her team, and I think she did the absolute best. Um, but I just think the overall vision of the girl group was not there for me, personally. But props on Gina for the performance that she did give, because it was absolutely beautiful. All right, we move on to Team 3D, Akasha's group. And we're gonna talk about, and we're gonna talk about their looks as well. Um, Akasha? looks hot to me. She looks really, really good here for me. I feel like this group got more of the idea of what it meant to be uh, the girl group challenge and also being Destiny's Child for the lip sync. Uh, their outfits are a little more simplistic to say the least, but they definitely are working a lot better. Like Akasha has this cute little um, necklace on and her makeup looks really good with this gold crease eyeshadow she did with it. It looks really good. She also has a really beautiful nose, um, especially in drag. It just, it's just so pretty to look at. Um, the pants are kind of interesting because they have like chains on them with a belt. 
um, like dangling down from it. And she has this like, it looks like almost like a clear boot with it. It, it looks really cool. It's not my favorite out of this group, but it definitely gives me girl group. Like when the other people walked in uh, serving fish, when Angina's team walked in, I was like, oh, I'm at a country concert. Perfect. Um, and this one was a little more like if I saw Akash, I'd be like, oh, she just got done performing like a girl group number. She did. She did really good. And she has these beautiful hoops with these this ring. Um, I don't know. I think Akasha could wear a paper bag and I'd eat it up every time. So I, I think that's that. Uh, the next person I want to talk about is Bibi Zahara Benet. Um, It's not my favorite look. I'll be honest. It's not great. Uh, I think the makeup is a little rigid for some reason, but I think that's because Akasha didn't give them a lot of critique on what they had to do for it. So it's like not fully BB's kind of mug. Like it looks almost barren on her face with these earrings and the belt that they gave her. It almost looks like she has like sliced pineapples chopped up and turned into a belt and it's dangling off of her. Um... It's like she saw what Victoria Porkchop Parker did in the first episode and said, hmm, what if I did that, but as a belt? It's just, it's not fully a vision for me, fully to see. And I just, I, I don't know what happened here. Um, but it still has cohesion, though, to the other look Akash is wearing. Like, if we're going to be um, doing girl group, we need to follow these kind of, like, gold or likes a little more like moments of time here and then next we have jade jade looks really good i think jade had the best outfit out of her group um for this challenge which doesn't seem to be a surprise because jade um does look really pretty um but yeah jade looks really good here and I, I really like this. She's wearing this skirt moment that's asymmetrical. So it's like draping down off of her over her legs. And she has abs. Like Jade has that Planet Fitness membership and she is giving it her all. And then she has this like constructed bra top moment that's uh going around. It looks really, really good. And her hair looks really good too. Uh, the only thing is I think the makeup I'm not crazy about and her shoes... Uh, don't look very high, which isn't a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a good thing either. But I do think they have a lot of cohesion. Um, I know what this group is supposed to look like, and it shows. And the last person on 3D is Tammy Brown. Tammy looks really good here. I think the outfit looks really, really pretty. Um, it's a little too short for me, I think. Like, she was trying to go for like a shorter, like skimpier girl group outfit, but it kind of just isn't reading. Like I almost wish the length was a little longer on it. And I wish her hair was a little bit more bouncy. Like she's wearing like this blondish wig with it. And it's just kind of falling a little flat for me. It has a little bit of curl to it, but it almost feels like uh, BB was trying to sabotage her a bit because I feel like she should have had a little bit more flair to it like everyone else had. I wish she almost had uh, Serving Fish's big hair with this look. Um, I think this look is fine. I think it is an okay look. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely not the worst I've seen. I just think it's a little too simplistic. So yeah, I can kind of see why the other group may have won because the costumes were a little more detailed with it. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting to see, but I do like the cohesion a lot of this group. And then for the actual performance, they go on to perform Independent Woman. All of them during Independent Woman look like they're in pain, especially BB. Like they look like they are not having fun at all and they're just having a rough go around at it. Um, and then BB gets really camp with it. Like she's over expressing all the words and like going crazy with it. And I'm just not sure if it fits for this song, especially a Destiny's Child song. I just don't see that vision. Um, and I thought Akasha was doing really, really well. She's being an excellent performer. Um, but then she didn't really know the choreography, but I was like, oh, but she's still performing well. And then she just kept messing up and it was so jarring to watch that it was almost funny. I was like, what is happening right now? Like, it was like almost comical television because I was just like, this is bananas that this is happening on the main stage of Drag Race. 
I mean, there's not a lot of room to run around on that stage either because it's a very tiny setup, but it's just wild to look at. Um, it's just, it's really interesting to see. Um, 3D barely got any screen time as well for this group. Like, we almost saw all of Serving Fish's performance of Say My Name, but 3D's was like that. It was so quick. And it was just really interesting to see how much was cut from the performance when we spent the most time with them in the rehearsal. I guess it shows that Serving Fish and Angina's team had the most, um time to go with this uh and then tammy brown started nip slipping during it like her dress started like falling and you could see some titty and usually a nip slip is like an instant no-no on drag race that's like an instant elimination almost like it's not a great idea so now we get to the critiques of the episode and Serving Fish, uh, I think they worked really well together as a unit in the challenge. They were super sweet to each other. I like that they didn't throw each other under the bus and they got along. Even when Rebecca said Chanel was her biggest competition, she took it with a smile, which I absolutely loved. And I thought it was funny that Michelle Williams was going to get up there and start critiquing the group and was talking to 3D and said, how much time do I have? Like, bring Michelle Williams back. That is such a funny diva moment. And then Akasha said she did well during the choreography, during the critiques. And Michelle Williams said, do I have security? Like, Michelle Williams is such a funny judge, like, during this episode. She is having a great time, and she she is ready to read. And it's really fun to watch. I'm obsessed with her. Um, Jade also kind of looks like Alaska in this makeup, which is, like, kind of fun. I think it's, like, super funny. I was like, oh my god, that is Alaska on the stage. The Akasha versus Michelle Williams moments during the deliberations is so freaking funny. Like, they are at each other's throats, and it is iconic television. If you guys have a chance, please watch at least that fight, because it is so funny. I miss this kind of drama, and honestly, I forgot how punched up the reality aspect of the show was on RuPaul's Drag Race, especially in the beginning. So it was it was quite fun to see. All right, so RuPaul announces that there will be a winning girl group and a losing girl group, which means anyone who is in the winning girl group is safe from elimination and will go on to the next episode. And then the losing group will be up for consideration for elimination. And Serving Fish is the winning girl group of the challenge. Angina's team won the challenge, so they are the winners. Um, and I think that's fair. I think they weren't necessarily thinking as much about the costumes as heavily. Um, I do think that they were well made, even if they weren't very uh, tasteful, in my opinion. Um, but they did have the best uh, choreography and the best like moments, even when Nina was messing up. They did have the best out of the eight of them. Like the four people in Serving Fish did the absolute best. And then they announced that there is a Maxi Challenge winner. And the Maxi Challenge winner is Angina! Yay! Um, Angina deserved this win. I gotta say, she really stepped out of her comfort zone in this challenge. And it showed her as a threat. Like, I just feel like she was so smart from the beginning of the episode to the end. She knew what she needed to do to do well. Um, and I just think that's really, really cool. And I'm so happy Angina got the win for it. And you absolutely see that in the storyline. Um, however, Chanel was super sweet to her during the runway, which was awesome. She was like hugging her and just being like, yay, you won. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Because I do think Chanel meant it. I do think she was happy Angina won. Obviously, you want to be the one who wins. But I don't think she was necessarily hateful. Uh, but Chanel doesn't get hateful until she gets into the confessional and talks about how she didn't win. And I just think that is the smartest thing you can do because it's just like, yes, girl, talk shit after you get off the stage. That is insanely intelligent in good television. Um, I'm a Chanel stan, I think, through and through. This cast is so charismatic and it really shows. So Angina gets immunity from next week's elimination and she gets a basket of chocolate. Who, who needs $5,000 when you got elimination uh, immunity for the next episode and you get a basket of chocolate? That's amazing. I hope she had a good time eating that back at the hotel room, if she got the prize at all. <laughs> so 3D is the losing group of the week. 
And they pick a bottom two out of this. And the bottom two is Akasha and Tammy Brown. Akasha was put up for the messiness of her performance and kind of where she wasn't leading her team. And Tammy Brown was kind of up for a similar reason. I saw this coming from a mile away. Um, Nina would have most likely been safe even without the immunity. I think that they were going to go for Akasha and Tammy Brown. They were not going to put Nina in the bottom after winning the challenge because that is something they do on Drag Race for fun. Like it's a dramatic moment of someone who falls early on. Um, but I just don't see them doing that because I think they're very interested in what they she was doing and they would have given her the benefit of the doubt. What I found was really interesting before the lip sync started is that RuPaul said that they are fine queens and that they'll be okay after this. RuPaul never says anything like that anymore to the queens of just how amazing they are before the performance. She definitely does her little goodbyes and talks to them or does a pun, but I don't think she's ever been that like sincere in those moments. So I think it was really cool to see. Okay, so the lip sync song is We Break the Dawn by Michelle Williams. Who would have thought? <laughs> Akasha was giving her all during this performance while Tammy Brown was over there not singing a single word and she was just step, touch, step, touch. I've never laughed so hard in a lip sync in a very long time. Like revisiting this episode and seeing this lip sync was so nuts and funny. Just the fact that Tammy was like, ah, no, no, I, 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 I'm not going to do this. Because she says that if she was going to be up for elimination, she wasn't going to do the song. Um, so in a way, she did just give up and kind of quit while Akash is over here like screaming and going at the top of her lungs, like giving a really good performance. And it was nice we got to see a little bit more of this lip sync in comparison to last episode. So I was really happy with that. Um, and also Michelle Williams started crying during it. And it's just like, I understand it's emotional to see your song being like up there and being performed like that, especially with how well Akasha was doing, but you're like crying. Like it was so funny. The edit was just like Michelle Williams was crying. And then they cut to Tammy Brown, like step touching and clapping and not knowing the words. And I'm like, this is high quality television in every possible way. Um, it's just the juxtaposition of Akasha doing amazing. It was just so funny to Tammy Brown doing nothing. And Michelle Williams is just overly emotional. I I'm going to call this probably one of the best lip syncs of the season. I'm calling it already. Um, It's just, it's so funny. And it's just wild that Tammy did nothing while Akasha is going over the top. Like it it's a great, it's a fun lip sync. Um, So afterwards, uh, it's really funny because instead of announcing who won, RuPaul was like, yes, you ate that up, Akasha. You did so well. If I didn't have a lot of Botox, I'd be crying. Like, that's such a wild thing to say. Like, RuPaul didn't even announce who won yet. And she's just dragging the winner of the lip sync out. Like, Akasha, you did amazing. Akasha this, Akasha that. And, like, Tammy's just kind of standing there like, do-do-do-do-do. Like, it's so funny to me to like look at I was just like amazing amazing in every way um so with that being said RuPaul makes the decision to save Akasha so she Shantae's and stays and eliminated is Tammy Brown and she is told to sashay away uh Tammy as she was leaving had like 20 exit lines by being the second eliminated which is so funny she kept being like uh, buenas noches and see you later in the magazines. Like she kept just saying like one liners on her way out. Um, I'm going to miss her a lot. Like uh, as most people know who are watching this, Tammy Brown is an icon and we'll see her again soon for a certain other, uh, wild first season. And I just think it's really cool to see like how iconic she was and the way she had to do minimal effort to get to the end and get the fame from this season is so funny. Like the fact that Tammy in her original run was only two episodes and she got that much uh, like acclaim is like really, really awesome to me. So props to you, Tammy Brown. You played the game and you did it well. All right, so the placement for this episode is that Chanel was high, Nina Flowers was high, Rebecca Glasscock was high, and Angina took the win, Akasha was bottom two, 
Tammy Brown was eliminated, Jade was considered safe, and Bibi Zahara Benet was considered safe. So now we're with Angina with one win and Nina Flowers with one win. So we'll see what happens next week as well in kind of where the track record kind of goes from there. I think it's kind of interesting, the entire team of Serving Fish, even with Nina doing as bad as she did, she still got a high team placement. She still got a high placement through this episode, which I think is really interesting to see with how the rules were made for this episode. I surprisingly really enjoyed this episode. For a second episode, it hits really hard. Uh, The story beats were there. The edit was there. The drama was there. The fun of the group was there. A lot of heart just oozes out of this season. While it isn't as Olympic drag caliber like most shows or later seasons, uh, let alone modern seasons of Drag Race, it has been a fun rewatch, especially for someone who's a big fan of the show. Uh, the Girl Group Challenge really paved the way for a lot of the remixes and the things we get nowadays. So it was super enjoyable and a great challenge I- idea. I'm glad they went with it. Uh, most likely could be my favorite girl group episode to quote unquote watch. <laughs> um, not meaning it's my favorite, like, by any means in terms of performance or whatnot, but in terms of watching, it's a pretty good episode. So we'll see how it sticks, but it's really cool to see the way uh, this has blazed that trail for Drag Race. And these two episodes alone, we've seen a lot of the formula that they've relied on for over 15 years, and it's really cool to see. All right, guys, so that was Season 1, Episode 2, The Girl Group Challenge of RuPaul's Drag Race. And this was the second episode of Dragging It Out. Um, If you like this episode, please give this podcast a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. Please, please, please uh, share and tell your friends all about it. I would really love to get this uh, going even more. And I'm really excited that I've gotten the support that I have already gotten. Um... Check out my other podcast, The Mystery Files, with my best friend Tiffany as well. And you can follow me on Instagram at Logan Lamaster. And I will see you all next episode for Season 1, Episode 3, Queens of All Media. All right, guys. Goodbye. Till next time.